an inside look at the restaurant industry and entrepreneurial insight to help you succeed. It's the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? How are you? Nick Calgary Mitros here, coming back at you with the Paper Trails Podcast. Listen, I know it's been forever. It's been a couple of months. Uh, so we had a little bit of uh, a pause uh, in the schedule. And so obviously, you know, we've been handling our business and, you know, making sure that, you know, things are running smooth with uh, the paper company. But um, we're back. We're back episode 10. And we are at Bizante Pizza Company here in Uptown Charlotte. Uh, and I got Jim and Steve here, you know, some customers of mine, some the owners of the business. And, um, you know, as you guys know, we love talking to entrepreneurs. This podcast is all about you know, entrepreneurship, business ownership, um, or people that just want to succeed in their field. And so, you know, we had a chance to talk beforehand and I've known these guys now for close to a year, almost a year. We've done business together and, um, it's been, uh, it's been a tremendous relationship and, you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, so excited to have these guys on the podcast and to kind of share their story, their background, where they came from. Um, as you guys know, they have a awesome facility. They are from up North Buffalo area, huge, huge Bills fans. Bills fans, yeah. I, I'm sure Grew up across it. the street from the stadium. That's it, that's it. You know, right right here near the, down the street from the Panther Stadium, but uh, I'm sure they'll give some shout outs. But uh, but anyway, um, you know, Jim, Steve, if you guys just want to maybe you know, pause. I just want to clear up one thing. Okay. The camera adds 10 pounds. We're using two cameras, I'm, so it's 20 pounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not that chubby. Yes, yes, listen, we are all fit. And, uh, <laughs> But, uh, but no, you know, I, like I said, we, we've had a great time chatting with these guys. And so, you know, if you guys maybe, I, I think maybe the viewers would love just maybe your, your background, your story, how you guys, you know, I know my, my family owns restaurants. If you guys follow the podcast, you guys know, and my dad and his two brothers own three restaurants. And, you know, anytime you put a family and business together, it can sometimes yeah. get a little tricky. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. Tricky, yeah. A ton of fun. But, uh, but yeah, tell us how, how it all started. How did you guys move down here? How did you end up in, in restaurants? How did this, this whole thing happen? Well, it's, it's really interesting. It, it, we've been in the restaurant business forever. We, we, high school, we went through the restaurant business, and uh, Jim's been in the restaurant business forever. And uh, about 12, 13 years ago, my son moved down here. And he was like, oh, pizza and wings, it's nothing like you can do in Buffalo. And, you know, boy, it'd be a great concept down here. And I looked at Jim and I said, hey, ha ha, wouldn't it be funny someday, you know, to do that. And then several years later, he got married. And I'm like, I have to go down to Charlotte, bounce grandbabies on my knee. Um, Jim, do you want to go do pizza? And he's like, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. So, so your son moved down. He got married. Complained about the pizza Complained and wings. Complained about the pizza and okay. wings because it wasn't like Buffalo. So both you guys were still up north. Correct. We're both in Buffalo. In restaurants or no? He was in the car business and I was in the restaurants. Okay. And so so you left a totally different industry. Totally in a different but, industry. But yep. new restaurants though. But back yeah, to it. Back to it, right? Because when he was high school, 30 years away and then back. So he so, dragged so, him back so in. You guys, so what, what year is this that, that you guys moved down? Uh, so I came down in uh, 2012. When I came, came 2013. Down you're following me. We spent, I spent a year in the marketplace. And we literally, I, we would eat all these different restaurants. I'd call Jim and say, jump on the plane, come on down. We probably spent that year about $3,500 eating lunch at pizzerias just to really understand the market. We'd eat a pizza here, we'd eat lunch there. We'd go for the third lunch. Come on, Jim, we gotta go have another slice. Just to, just to know what the pizza was in Charlotte and to know how different we were. We want to so really learn the market. Research. You know, we really that's, want to learn the market. That's a really good point though, right? For, for any listeners, 
before you dive into and make investments, or I mean, why don't you check out the territory? Check it out. What's happening? Where are we at? Who's our, who's our competitors? Anybody that said, oh, this is the best pizza, we went there. And I'm talking from Mooresville to South Carolina. So, and so, anywhere in between. They said, oh, this is the best pizza. We're like, okay, let's go. And we planned our attack. And like you said, there was days we had four lunches. I'm like, oh. I and we would eat chicken wings and pasta <laughs> and meatballs and, you know, and the just, just everything. Is, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so, so 2012, 2013? Correct. And then... Bizante started when? 2013 and March 23rd, we opened our first store in Matthews. Okay. Um, Bizante means Buffalo in Italian. Okay. So that's it's Bizante Pizza Company, Buffalo yeah. Pizza Company. Yeah, so if, and if you guys did your, your last name again? DePolito. DePolito. If you guys didn't listen, it's Italian, we're Greeks, it's, man. We're, we're, yeah. we're family. <laughs> it's all the same. We're, we're one vowel short of being illegal. So <laughs> one more vowel, they just come by and arrest us for you know no reason. So. So, you know, it, it's in your blood. It's Absolutely. In your right. Blood. Absolutely. So. I started making pizza when I was 13 years old, and I never stopped. 39 years that I've been making pizza. Um, that was one of the things that Steve was, was like, let's go down and do the pizza and, and, and wings. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. Let's go do it. The place I worked at in Buffalo was the largest pizzeria in the country. Wow. Um, they don't sell uh, any alcohol or anything called Lenovo Pizza. Um, and it's been there since 1957. Wow. And I was with them for 15 years, and it was time to go branch out on my own. And, and with my brother, I mean, no, what other, it couldn't have been any better. Yeah. And I'm with my older brother and we got to do our dream. You know, it's been my dream since I was a kid. Yeah. And I really wanted to do something with Jim. So I tell everybody if he was a widget maker, we'd be in the widget business. So he happened to be a pizza maker. So we're in the pizza business. Listen, that, 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 that's an amazing thing because, you know, you guys have such a connection and such a bond. You know, it's a good thing. I mean, what a, what a blessing it is that you can you want to be in business with your family, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. And we were always tight as kids. Too. Absolutely. We were always, uh, there's two more of us. There's four boys okay. within five years. So there's one just older than Steve okay. and one in the middle is me and, me and Steve. And they're in Buffalo? And they're still in Buffalo, yeah. And they were all in the restaurant business. They were all in the pizza business too. And and then, they, you know, one is a machinist now. One is a, a, a physician's assistant now. Nice. Um, but, but the four of us as close as could be. And then we have my little sister, um, 13 years younger than me. She's a teacher just like her father. Nice. Yeah. So we got to bring a lot of cool recipes down. We use our dad's meatball. We use our grandmother's sauce. Um, you know, everything we do is homemade. It's fresh. It's, you know, we ship down our sub rolls from Buffalo. Um, wow. We ship in a margarita pepperoni from Buffalo. We do pizza logs, which is like an egg roll with pizza. We ship that in for Buffalo. We use a lot of local stuff. All of our produce is locally grown. And, you know, so we like to be diverse between both. We want to feed everybody. Sure. Um, we're a little bit Buffalo centric, but we uh, feel like good food travels anywhere. And, so, it, and it's worked. And so you, you, you definitely have a Buffalo style, it sounds like. You, you want to bring that, what you guys grew up with, you know, all those years of making it, you want to bring that flavor to Charlotte. Yeah. And, and Buffalo's known for the wings, right? Everybody knows Buffalo wings, Buffalo wings, which we do a great job with that. One thing that's not as well known is the Buffalo pizza. It's very unique. It's very different. And it translates very well. The first location was, was proof of concept. Okay. So really, really demonstrated that people outside of Buffalo really, really enjoy that pizza. And so, it's very different. And, and Buffalo style. Now you think of, okay, you heard of Roman, you heard of Detroit, you heard of New York, you heard of Chicago, you heard of the St. Louis thin crunchy, you heard of California, um, Buffalo style, believe it or not, it has its own style of pizza. And I really, it's really simple the way I like to describe it. New York is thin. Yep. Chicago is real thick. Okay. Buffalo's in the middle. And so is our pizza. 
So our pizza is just a little bit thicker than a, than a New York style, not as thick as a Chicago style. It's a little sturdier. It has a little bit more, more you know, dough in it. Um, we pile it on. And we, but we, put, we pile the ingredients on. So that's really, the, and then the traditional buffalo style is the, the little curly cup and sharp pepperonis where they curl up and they get a little brown, black, and a lot of flavor to them, a little spicier. Yeah, so the, you know, that's the difference between, the, you know, we hear, oh, I never heard of buffalo style. It's not hot sauce on, on pizza. <laughs> Buffalo's a city, not a flavor. Yeah. That's what I tell people. Mild, medium, or hot, that's a flavor. Right? So can I, can I, can give I, me I, buffalo sauce. I'm not sure buffalo what flavor sauce. you want. Well, there's a buffalo sauce. It's a city. It's not a flavor. Just so happens. It's like a Philly cheesesteak. Well, if you're in Philly, they just call it cheesesteak. If you're in Buffalo, we just call it hot sauce. We just call it a chicken wing. It's not Correct. a buffalo wing, right? Correct. That's that's hilarious. Okay, so that's 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 good to know because I mean I know I've, I've been to Chicago. I've had the deep dish. You know, in New York, we all know it's a classic, super thin, super you know, thin, crunchy. Slice. Yep. And so any, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you're biased to Buffalo, but any other kind of pizza you guys like? I'm just curious right now. Do you guys like? Deep dish. I like if it's got dough sauce and cheese, I'm in. I like all pizza. <laughs> I, I honestly do. It's, it's funny because some of my friends and I'll even have a frozen pizza in my freezer too. Nice. Because you never know when you gotta have a slice. So I'll eat frozen pizza. I'll eat Chicago pizza. I'll Appreciate eat, uh, it for what it is, right? Uh, yeah, I just enjoy it all, and I really want to. And Steve does too. We want to try other different stuff. You know, just to just see what's out there, see what's and we're we're I mean and we damn, can enjoy it. I've been doing it my whole life. We eat I the love Neapolitan pizza. pizza too. We you know we can enjoy that for what it is. It's sure. it's just very different. And some people are very uh, loyal to the style that they grew up with, and they say if it's not like that, it's not pizza. Yeah. You know, we've got friends that are from New York City, make New York pizza. He won't put a hot pepper on a pizza. Doesn't belong. <laughs> I said, will you cut it in squares? No, no you don't cut a cut pizza in squares. In squares. I, I'll cut the pizza however you want. Very, it's a traditional thing too. To uh, we call it a party cut. That sometimes you cut the round pizza in squares, and you get all these funky little shapes, these little corners. It's pretty cool. Uh, but some people are traditional. They have, no, you can't cut a pizza in squares. So, um, so March 2013, you said March 2013. Matthew's location started. Yep. Tell us about that. Just past seven years over there. So, how how did it start? Was it difficult? Give us, you know, because I mean, there's a lot of people that, I mean, I, I think especially now. Right, we're in you know June of 2020, 30 years ago. It just to start a side business or a hustle. I mean, it wasn't possible 30 years ago. You had a job, maybe you did landscape on the weekends or something, but like it, it was, was hard to start it, a it was business. Very hard in today's world. There's so many things that you can do as far as starting a business, and I think people want that. I think people would like to own a business or have a little more flexibility. Tell us about the beginning. Yeah, they have a plan. Yeah, the early years are tough. They really are. Um, so when you first start a business, you can't go open a business with a with a concept that I'm going to make X number of dollars. <clears throat> when you start a business, you live on what what's left over. Once all my bills are paid, my employees are paid. What's left? And having a plan is the key. What do I want this business to generate for me? So how big does it need to be? And if you want to be a single location, you know, there's one plan. If you want to be a multiple location, there's a there's a larger plan. And the and the upscale is going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot more sacrifice in the very beginning. So that's the hardest part. Two two things. Income expectation when you start a business. Per personally. Personally. Not, yeah. the, not the business uh, sales or correct. Okay. So you have to understand that. And and the other thing that's very important to understand is the roller coaster ride, right? We we work for somebody. <coughs> 
And there's an emotional roller coaster that we experience in work. Sometimes we have good days, but it's a very small roller coaster. The hills aren't very high and the valleys aren't very low. When you get involved in your own business, that's a crazy ride. There's very, very high highs and very, very low lows. And managing that, that emotional experience, that's the other thing that's very, very tough about starting a business. You can understand those two things and know, you know what, you've had hard days working for somebody, they're gonna be harder working for yourself. You've had some great days working for somebody, there's gonna be greater days working for yourself. That's a good point. I mean, I, I, I see, um, I guess, anytime anybody asks me, you know, you know we, we've, my cousin and I had the paper company 12 years now, and uh, if anybody asks me about starting a business, I always say like that. The, the, there's an emotional stability piece that you have to have to be able, because the business is so up and down, your personal life can't be an absolute disaster and expect these employees to, I mean, you have to be the bedrock for these, like they have to lean on you. you the captain of the ship. 100%. Well, you know, my, my biggest thing too is, you know, I, we can have the best recipes and we can have the best food and we can have the cleanest facilities and we can market it the best of anybody. But the most important thing is people. 100%. You know, we are in a, we're in a pizza business, but we're really in a people business. Because yep. I can't make every pizza, he can't make every chicken wing. So it's how do we get people involved with us to stay with us? And really that's your biggest attribute. That's really what's gonna make you successful or not. Do I have people that are gonna follow us treat them the right way, treat our customers the right way, treat the employees the right way in order to grow. And so to me, it's all about people. You gotta get people that are gonna be with you and follow things the way you want it done. Yep. That's real, you're in the people business, yep. even though you own the paper company. You don't deliver every, you weren't. You didn't deliver yep. to me this morning. Nope. Your guy did. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really all about people and how do they get it right. And that steady leadership is obviously, it's, it's a key to have that, because people want stability, right? They want to know that they've got a good leader. Do I have a job tomorrow? Yeah. And, that, and people that come to work for a company, they really want that stability. And as a, as a leader, a business owner, you need, to, you need to provide that. Especially, especially in this uncertain time. times. Uncertain times. Right? Like, I mean, they need to know that, hey, I'm paying my mortgage with, I mean, I, I need to know that I can, I can, you know, that these guys are going to bat for me. Yeah. And so, you know. Sure, our decisions affect 108 people. So, yeah. You know, yeah. we affect 108 people. We don't affect two. We affect 108. 100%. Yeah, communicating that to your people too is important, right? As a leader, communicating, hey, this is what we're doing. We have a plan. And people, if they understand that you have a plan, it's easier for them to follow. I love that. I love that. So so let's talk early days, Matthews, Bizante Pizza Company. You know, <clears throat> you know, what did you learn? What are some things that maybe we can pass on to other people to learn, you know, uh, was it out the gate perfect? Was there some kinks you had to work out? Was there, I mean, give us the first year, that that year, March 2013 to March 2014, what did you guys learn from a new city, a new market, you know, anything that stand out to you guys about? Well, I would say probably the thing that we learned the most was the sacrifice required, right? So we start a brand new company. It's a little tiny pizzeria out in the middle of, in Indian Trail sure. with cows literally across the street, right? Sure. The, the, the area has grown significantly. It has. But, but you look at it and you go, well, you're gonna, you can't sell pizza to the cows. Uh, and so it started out very, very small. So we had to be uh, creative. We had to adopt our plan. We said, this is what we think we're going to do. And then as we went along, we said, okay, let's make an adjustment here. Let's make an adjustment here. So having that ability to be flexible to pivot, yep. and, and to look. And, and you have to kind of look into a crystal ball and say, I think this is going to happen. And kind of look at your environment. And then 
make a call, make a decision, and go with it. It's almost like a marriage. I mean, because there's days you can work a three-hour shift and you know you got enough people on and you know that everything's all set and you go, okay, I can attend this event or I can do this event. And then there's days you walk in there at 10 in the morning and you're the first one to unlock the door and the last one to lock the door. I can't tell you how many times I'm the first one in, last one out. And that, that went on for probably more than a year. Sure. You know what I mean? Where we're yeah. just every day. And you have to doing do whatever it, it takes. Doing whatever it takes, making it great, teaching and coaching and quizzing every day, getting the kids involved to make it the way you want it. And, and could we have stepped away a little bit sooner? Uh, maybe, but I don't think it would have been as successful as it was. You know, we poured our hearts and time and our effort and our energy into it, and that's why we were successful there, and, or, and, and enough to enable us to open up number two. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I think that's something that's way overlooked is the sacrifice. I mean, I, I see a business like like a baby, and it, it doesn't produce anything. You know what I mean? Or, or the, the goose length. 100%. You know, Got to teach, it to, eggs, teach like it to teach it to walk, teach it to talk, teach it to jog, then you can let it run. 100%. Absolutely, and, and it needs time and energy and effort and strategizing and communication and vision and goals and a plan and and then adjustments and then pivoting. And yeah, then and, you, and you can't be afraid to work hard. I mean, that's really the. I mean, you got to put the time in. You know, yeah, I'm going to open a restaurant. You, those are the guys that are on the restaurant shows when they're going in to fix them because they don't spend time in the restaurant. You got to be there. It's just that's that's I've learned that over 39 years. If you're there, you can make it great. And the more time you spend in there, the more time you're going to make yep. it. You put right systems into place and hope and, and have your people and follow. It's, them. it's really about having an understanding of the entrepreneurial spirit, right? You have to be able. You have to be willing to work 80 hours to avoid working 40, right? It's true. So you, you put in the time. You do what you do. You got to build it. You got to have a plan. And when as you approach the plan and the maturity of that plan, if you've done everything, then all of a sudden you can start looking and going, "Hey, I only need to work three hours today." We're gonna hit the golf ball when we're done here. Sure. Both of us are gonna. Hey, see you later, guys. We're gonna go play golf today. 100%. How nice is that? But you know, here we are. Seven and a half years later, and we're able to do something like but, that but on a Tuesday afternoon, not so much on a Friday. No, of course, of course. But, you know, it's a good point that the owner is the face of the business, right? Like, I know, like, my family, my dad, my mom and dad, they, everybody, you know, they've had the restaurant for uh, 30, 27 years. You know, the, the, the sort of my dad's at, they, they know my family. Yep. My, my mom goes there on the weekend. Ho- I mean, you know, it's, you know. And she's not there, they ask where she yeah, is. Like, hey, when hey, she's not there, they ask where she is. 100%, 100%, because it's, it, it, you are the face of it. You know what I mean? And so, but good point. Once you establish and put things in place, then you can step away. 100%. That's the perks of it. And as it grows, as the business grows, and if you grow it that way, if you grow it with that intention, if you if you learn to, to, to delegate, right? So that's important that you can delegate and you can trust people and, again, and let people. them... You can let them make the decision. You can be okay with the decision. And if it's the wrong decision, coach it up and say, hey, next time this comes up, this is the way we want to handle it. That's it. I mean, that's a, that's a big part of duplicating yourself and empowering people, you know, so that the business can continue to function without you physically have, having to be the person be making the decision. Every minute of You know, it's day. really cool, too, Nikki. You mentioned, let's talk about, you know, March 23rd, 2013 to March 20, 2014. And March 22nd, 2014, um, we went, we've, we entered a, a competition called Pizza Wars. CBS Radio put it on, and it was 32 pizzerias at Panther Stadium, and they all brought pizza, and they had all five radio DJs judge it. And there was all these different places and all these different kind of pizzas, and Steve said, Jim, what do you want to do? And I said, I just want to do cheese pepperoni with a sesame crust. That's it. 
traditional peach, and we brought it there, and we unanimously cool. won. Yep. Best peach in Charlotte one day before our one-year anniversary. Yep. And, and I'll tell you, I still get, I get goosebumps thinking about it. We knew that the pizza was going to last in Charlotte. We knew that the good food was going to travel anywhere. Because it, right then and there, it was all five radio. The guy jumped down. He said, hey, Jim, all of us picked you. And I was blown away. And, you know, then we said, hey, guess what? We made it, bro. Let's let's yeah. get this thing rolling now. And now we know we came to the right spot. That's what a what a good, like, not that we always look for validation, but you know what, man? Like, having a, you, I mean, that, what a cool We story. worked hard for a year going, <laughs> is this working? We're, we're not making any money yet. <laughs> is this working? We're not making any money yet. So a huge validation. Huge. I mean, and also on Steve before, um, <coughs> even even my cousin and I, I mean, our first four years, we made no money. I mean, we were making 500 bucks a month. I yeah. mean, working full time, yep. 40, 50 hours a week. You know what I mean? And like, it's just, it's nuts. But 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 we could feel the momentum. Yeah. Like it, I could, you know, our business is a little different than a restaurant where we don't have the capital intensive uh, money up front needed. I mean, I need a truck and a, a, a metal building and some product and an inventory. You, an inventory. You guys have equipment, and, you know, employees, staff, labor, yeah, products, and, food. I mean, there's so much. And the rent here square foot is way more than what it is in a hundred percent. You know, you know and so warehouse. You know, and so it, it just it's just a little different concept, but the work is the same. Same. I, because it's the I, same. Had, I had a one by one go out and get Each every customer. single customer to build that up. But think about this. If you said, hey, I need to take $5,000 a month out of this business instead of the 500, where would you be today? It wouldn't exist. You wouldn't exist. It, it literally, it would have, exactly. you would have gone out of business. The reality was right. And here's yeah, the other thing, and you'll, you'll know this too, and if, if people aren't involved in the business side of it, understanding cash flow, right? One day, you look, one day you look in the bank and there's a big pile of money, and the next day you're going, where am I gonna get money for this? And when the big piles in the in the in the bank, you can't go. Oh, hey, let's take a little bit. You have to know what your expenses are, and that's all part of the planning, right? Know what your expenses are. How much money do I need? And if you don't know that information, you certainly don't take the money. You take the money when you know what you have left, and all your bills are satisfied. And and believe it or not, most businesses go out of business on an upturn because they start getting more income, more money coming in, but then the cash flow requirement goes up. But then they think there's extra money, so they start taking the money, and all of a sudden, the, the company starts running lean on cash, lean on cash, and then all of a sudden, there's no money to pay this, no money to pay that, and no money to pay this. And it's through that growth uh, and cash flow is the really the difficult part, managing and growing a business. That's, I, I feel like, it, I mean, I don't wanna say it's everything, but cash flow is so important. That's why I mean, most most businesses fail; they I, run out. Hundred yeah. percent. And and it's, you have to think about it like, cash flow is like, like blood in your body, right? Yeah. When you were two years old, you had a certain amount of blood in your body, and now as an adult, you have you know three times as much. And understanding as your business grows, it's going to require more cash to stay in the business. Sure. It's not cash that you get to, to take. Customer. Sorry. Now you're me. Hey, business first. <laughs> business first. first. Right, We're so. doing an interview. I'm watching a customer over there. I'm, so I'm like, I wanted to jump up. So sorry. You can cut that out if you want. You're good. You're good. No, nah, we're good. But uh, but that's awesome. So a year in, you know, contest validation. You know, you know, you you've kind of struck some oil. Okay, like th this is a good concept. People are buying. People are understanding the name. 
So um, when did Uptown location, what was that? Did you guys always know you wanted a second location? Yeah, yeah we, and we, we'd like to have more. Part of the planning. Yeah, we, we, have, a, we have a plan, you know, a three, five, ten years out, what, where we'd like to be, what we want to do. And, and in that Matthew store, we just kept going and going and going. And I think our first week is now like our Thursday night. You know, I mean, what were the sales in our first week is a Thursday night today. Awesome. So the growth has been, been, you know, we watched the growth year over year over there. And then we had all these people that have been with us from day one. And then we're promoting managers. And now we're going, geez, Steve, we got all these guys are doing really, really, really good. We don't have to be here as much. I'm, I can't not work. I mean, that's what I have an apron on for 39 years every day. And he's like, we got it. Let's go find. And again, it probably was a year and a half process to find number two, where we did our research. We drove from Timbuktu to South Carolina. Looked at all kinds of looked properties. At millions of different properties. Learned about finding other properties. Um, learned the area. Again, we when we when we focused in on this one, 710 West Trade in Uptown, we said, okay, we spent nights just sitting outside, people walking by. Hey, does the neighborhood need pizza? Oh my gosh, that would be great. No oh, we'd stop people all the time. We go to the bars in the area. We go by we go by the bars in the area. Yeah, go to buy the bars in the area. Hey, what do you think? Oh, that'd be great. But you know, learning the learning our surrounding again, learning what we can do again. Then we put the plan together, then we put the financing together. And uh, number two happened for us June 23rd of 2017. So we just hit our three year anniversary uh, at this location. So I guess we have to open everything on the 23rd of the month. <laughs> yes, that'll be something we'll about. It'll be ready on the first. We'll say we got to wait 20 to the 23rd. Hold on, time out. So, so uh, 2013 to 2017, right? So Correct. You know, a few years later, you know, you really got an understanding of your business, your model. The pizza staff, you know, you the staffing was right. The food was right. The, I mean, the vendors were right. We were spending. We were doing the right thing. We were able to resource some of our products from the Buffalo market. We had a great, great staff of people, um, great managers, and and then like I said, been with us from day one. It was almost at a point where we're like, you guys don't have to be here, and they're like kicking us out every day. And we're like, uh, we better go get number two. How um, cool was that though? That it was you, awesome. That you have the right people where they say, hey, just just go. Like we like, you know. Yeah, you know, home base is good. They we're, tell me all the time to go. Good. They're like, go ahead. And it's not because they don't want to work me. Because no. then if I go away for three or four days, they're like, we missed you. So that's a good thing, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I got to get my head around it. Well, sometimes they kick me out and sometimes they tell me they missed me. I don't know what they're talking about. Here's the interesting part, too. Uh, when we first came to Charlotte, had the idea, we, we talked to property uh, managers. Nobody wanted a lease to us because we had no history. So it was very hard to find that first location. What we found out was once we had a location, people were more than willing to talk to us. And so the opportunity to grow becomes easier, but you have to make sure you're ready. We even have we could have went now. out and signed out two well, we or three people, leases. We have yeah. people call us now. They're like, hey, you guys looking for another spot? Come and look at this place. And we're not, and they don't even know if we're looking or not. And they just want us to come and look at it. Because but we're not ready yet. So when we're ready, that's when we're going to the next one. So once you start growing, you're going to find a lot of opportunity to is going to come your way, but make sure you're ready. Because yeah, a lot of companies will do that. They'll make that mistake. They'll go, we're ready to grow, whether they are or they aren't. So we have like a financial goal for this location, a debt ratio. And once we meet those, which people, we're very close to. People. people do we have enough know, managers? Are we, are we overflowing with managers? Ready yeah, to so there's on? four or five key things that we're looking at to say, yeah, we're ready to go to the next location. So it's, a, it, it, it's not a, just an impulsive 
hey, no way. I want to Sounds have, like a good idea. I want to <laughs> have, have five stores. I'm going to open five stores. Yeah, I want to have the status of being three, four, five, six locations. And I'm like, no, 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 there's there's actual metrics. To I this. think the metrics. business dictates when it's time to go to that other store. Like in Matthews, you know, it took four years, you know, and it was okay. Geez, we're time to go. And now here we are three and we're getting pretty darn close here. You know, it's, it's we're, we're probably got our eye open. You know, we're looking around a little bit and um, it's it's that time now. It's OK. Now it's time to go again. Could we open them faster? Could we open more stores quicker? Absolutely. You're going to take a much, much bigger risk doing that. Sure. There's time invested, right? Like you actually opening the store. There's money invested that could be lost. Right. If you're irrational about location, size. Don't pick the right location. Yeah. Right. I mean, the last thing you want to do is put all dump money into a location and build it out. And then you don't have the people, the you money. You have the people, the money, the cash flow, the, the cash flow, the debt ratio, you know, all of those things. Wow, that's awesome. The market research, you didn't do the right marketing on it. You know, is it all families here? You know, totally two different markets. Man, and our and our Indian trunk, it's all families. All families. Here, it's a lot of millennials. Yep. A lot Sing, of millennials, single, lunchtime. Young married couples. Lunchtime, it's it's big for the lunches because you got a lot of big high rises around you. Down in Matthews, it's not really big for lunch. Dinner time is like flipping a switch. Boom. It's all family. So, you know, and making it a family-friendly feel. Hey, here we have booze in a full bar. There we don't. There we do beer and wine table service. You know, so what, what fits for that market, too, you know, which is just as important. I think uh, one other thing, Jim, that we were talking about beforehand that I think was impressive that I didn't know about is how I think sometimes people just think just a concept or a restaurant or a business, uh, it's just the good idea will just itself make it. Um, you know, and, and your point was, you know, you guys aren't just sitting here with your your hands under, underneath yourself waiting people to walk in. You yeah. guys are very proactive. Yeah, you can't just go out there. I mean, you can't just unlock the door and turn the sign around and say we're open. Think about this. You won't make it. Way back when, when we first, first were able to pick up a tape and put it into a box and watch something on our TV, there was two concepts, right? There was VHS and nobody remembers beta, Yeah. right? But the Betamax was the best tape but VHS had a better marketing plan, you know? And so it's really a combination of things. You gotta have a great concept, but you also have to have a great plan. How, how are you gonna go to market? How are you gonna talk to your customers? How are you gonna get your name out there? And if you don't do those things, and there's some, how about this? There's been some great restaurants, uh, friends of mine, great great food, great pizza, great wings. They just did not market the place, 100%. and they're, they're not here today. 100%. Well, like you said, you went out and got every customer one by one. And believe it or not, that's exactly how we do it in the restaurant. We want every customer that we grab one at a time. And word of mouth is the number one thing. Having a great food to word of mouth is what, what actually made us successful is word of mouth people telling each other. But we're also doing radio. We're also doing some, some TV. We also do a lot of social media. We also do some mailbox jobbers. We also do texting. We also do email. We, um, we also do in-store signage. We, I mean, there's, there's so much more involved with just saying, I got great food and I'm going to open a restaurant. Yeah, that's what, I mean, I, I just, that was impressive to me when you, when you started telling me that you, you guys both together go do some radio spots on two, three different stations. You guys have a relationship with the news channel. You guys feed them. You guys take care of them. You've built that relationship. It's like, it's like building these bridges, you know, where you just have such a network of support that you're, someone's gonna come in. Like, yeah. There's no like. There's someone's no way. gotta come. Yeah, someone's like, gotta come. There's no way it can. You know what I mean? And I, I just think that's so impressive because it's really easy to not do that. It's really easy to just wait and 
rest on your laurels and you know just let your pizza do the talking and that's it. But if you the way you grow, in my opinion, is getting more aggressive. Yeah. You know, going out there, reaching people, talking, you know, and stuff you, like that. You said it, it's a mouthful, building bridges. And that's what it is about too. And you know, not only just customers, but in the community. We do a lot of things for the community, spirit nights and and get involved with a lot of charities. I told them there's not one time I don't think we've ever said no for a donation. We've given, we'll give you a gift card, we'll give something. There's a 25-day golf tournament, uh, raffle some, it off, raffle it off, some sort of benefit. Do something. Do something. We'll give you something. Can't always write a $500 check. I would love to be able to just stroke everybody a $500 check, but yeah. you can't always do that. But we're going to give you something. We're going to try to be part to help of it. Them move, move, move forward. And we want to be a part of it. Not even just so much that we get them as a customer, just because it's the right thing to do in helping people. If we're in the right, the right situation to be able to help somebody and they can make a couple extra dollars on a gift card because somebody donated to that cause, that's Raffle awesome. Raffle it off. That's awesome. That's what we, we care that's about. Awesome. That. That's awesome. I guess maybe in, in wrapping up, I mean, is there anything that you guys have learned over the last couple of months? maybe dealing with, you know, different external situations that we're not ready or used to. I don't know. I mean, I know it's been so kind of awkward for everybody, you know, figuring out takeout, this, specials, online ordering, deliver. I mean, it's just been, you know, I, I think we can all agree we've had to figure it out. Yeah. Like, there's no playbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, and if not this, maybe something else. I mean, listen, life is going to throw different things at us, whether personal life or business. I think it's a lot, a lot about adapting. Yes, and, and being agile, right? Be able to say, hey, this is what I see in front of me, and this is what I can do. We all know what we're not willing to do. We have to ask ourselves, what am I willing to do? What am I willing to do in this new situation? Sure. And uh, it's easy to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. What, what will you do? Sure. You know, a lot of things, too, is, you know, maybe you look at your menu and you say, okay, I'm going to streamline my menu or something, which you should be doing anyways. Every six months, you look at your menu and what's not selling, move it away. That's a good point. Move it on. If it's not selling, move it on. Try something new. If that starts to sell, then, then it makes the menu. Like you know, we, we won't put anything on the menu unless we eat and go, wow, that's great. Not good. Great. And then it makes the menu. And then you look at the menu and you say, oh, these aren't selling. This isn't selling. It's, and then so you move them out. Maybe at this time you do a limited menu because then you can put it out a little bit faster, especially if you're not set up for delivery or takeout. We're lucky for us, pizza, we have been. That's, that's a big percentage of our business already. But, you know, a lot of our friends, that, that, a lot of my friends that have other stuff and that, that we you know, they didn't do hardly any takeout. They, takeout was 2% of their business. And now they've had to readjust. And the readjustment aspect of it which was we were able to help them a lot because, okay, now I got to get the right takeout container. Now I have the right, the right situation. Who's packaging it? Who's making sure it's done right? Where is it rung up? Where is it rung up in my restaurant? The process, well, how does it flow through the kitchen right? Um, and then, like I say, looking at the menu, taking a real hard look at the menu. Who's going to order eggs? Uh, give me two scrambled eggs to go. That's, a, that's a hard house. one to sell. Yeah, you know, you can make that at your house, but maybe I could do something different and move it up to a higher level or a lower and, and still get them to order from me. So being able to adapt and, and change your menu, even at this time, is, I think, important and, and necessary. And, and having your staff change and the way you do things so that you can become more efficient. Third-party deliveries, okay. third-party deliveries, online ordering, you know, making it simpler. Um, you know, we sanitize pens, we do all this, everybody's wearing masks, everybody, you know, so there's a lot of different things going on that are different. So you gotta be able to, to adapt with it and still continue to do the things that you know work. Clean restaurant, great food, still marketing the place and still, you know, so there's some things you still have to do, but there's things you do have to change about. And, and what he's talking about, menu, how you relate it to any other business, menu is even like for your business, right? You're looking at your inventory, right? If you have a, a rack of dead, 
something that's not moving, right? Yeah. You're better off to blow it out the door, lose money get on it, it. Get, get rid of it, move it out, bring that new inventory in. Same thing. It's it's like a menu, right? A restaurant menu. Hey, if I'm not selling this product, this food, get rid of it. And so whatever business you're in, you can look at your menu, your product offering, your service offering, whatever I'm not moving, whatever's not selling, cut it loose, get rid of it. Let's try something new. Yeah, don't get emotionally attached. Yeah, I, I love these solo cups that I sell, but I can't get rid of them, but they're a great product. Yeah. Not selling them, get rid of them. Yeah. I, I love tater tots, I don't have them on the menu. You know, I love macaroni and cheese. I took it off the menu. We weren't selling a lot of macaroni yeah. and cheese. Sell a lot of other macaroni. Yep. So a lot of Alfredo, so a lot of pasta, so I mean, things like that. You got to continue to move and adjust. That's a good point. And, and I think if we boiled it down to, I think it just takes thought, mental energy. Like you have to, you know, I, in my opinion, I don't think that there's, there, there's nothing that sustained thought can't overcome. If yep. you think, if you really just take some time and jam and mastermind and just say, okay. You get analytical. Brother, gin, okay. Analytical and critical. That's it. How, how Look at your be business better? critically. Critically. How can you criticize yourself? I like that. This I like that. pile of whatever's on my shelf stinks. Get rid of it. That's it. This item on my menu is not moving. Get rid of it. Yep. Be critical. Criticize yourself. Yeah. I mean, because you have to think there's people out there that are trying to put us out of business. Like, like Everybody like, is. Everyone's a piece. You have to have that. I mean, I'm not saying be paranoid, but like you, you need to have that kind of sharpness. Like you can't get dull. Like you, 100%. You're like, you, complacent. Complacent. You can't, can't. and have... You know, a long-term successful business that maybe you could pass on to your kids and your grandkids and build some kind of legacy. So I put um, that apron on, tie my sneakers up, and I got my running shoes on every day. Time trying to run. Okay, I'm fearful that every day of with oh that somebody gets, somebody says I ordered a pizza from place. How was it? Because I want to hear that it was great. And yeah. when I hear that it's not great, I need to do something about it and react and make it better. Hundred percent. So last thoughts. Any advice to anybody out there that? has aspirations, ambitions, any like like one tip. Anything. Don't be afraid to work hard. Put the time and the effort and the hours in. You know, I mean, it's it's really gotta be there. You gotta put the time in. You definitely have to put the time in. Like nothing just will- time, you gotta be there. You can't just say, I'm gonna open this up and then hope that your manager runs it the way you think that it should be run. Those are the ones that fail yeah. really fast. You gotta be there and put the time in. And- Teach you to walk, talk and run. And I would say find a mentor or mentors, people that you can ask, you can have conversation with and say, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? Don't be afraid to ask questions about whatever you're learn. trying to do. Learn, 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 find mentors and ask questions. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a saying, I don't know if I read it or if I heard it somewhere, but uh, it's uh, there's no lack of answers. There's just lack of desire to find those answers. Correct. They're out there. They're out there. You wanna you wanna start a dry cleaner, you wanna start a landscape company, you wanna start a bar, you wanna start you can figure it out, especially now. Like there there's so many sources available to learn. I mean I, and listen, I, you know, Nick, I don't have a phone or computer. Go to the library. Yeah. I mean there's there there is answers out there. That's a great point. We had a guy come in and he, he helped us with the sound here and he, he started talking about oh, I wanna do a brewery and him and I had a bunch of conversations and talked about a bunch of, bunch of things. Today is a brewery about five blocks from here. Yeah. It's a brewery. Good for today. him. Yeah. But but he was asking questions and we had a lot of conversations and conversations about the food program. Always picking and, the brain. And uh, so him. he just he asked. He asked and I told him. I love that. And I we're friends that. today. I love that. Well, awesome. Steve Jim, I, I think this was fantastic. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate Thank you guys. You. So we appreciate you. We you know, really guys, do. Come check out Bizante Pizza Company. They're absolutely fantastic pizza, great wings, great menu. Come by, try them out. 
We have uh, an uptown location, and we also have one in uh, Indian Trail. And so come visit these guys. And uh, like I said, you know, follow us. You know, we have social media platform. Follow these guys as well. You know, um, on all their platforms. You guys have. What do you guys have? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, website, Instagram. online. Facebook. And, and when you do come and get a pizza, it'll be in an album on paper box. There you go. Yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> and like Jim says, come have a slice with us. Come have a slice with us. It'll be in his box. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. We'll see you the next time. Thank you. Thanks.